We welcome you to the Truth Simply Put, our broadcast and teaching series at the Basilea Commission. You're about to receive God's unadulterated word, brought to you by Pastor Alexander Victor. Challenging, uplifting, and provoking you to new dimensions in your kingdom walk. And now, today's message. been talking about the father seeketh such. Talked about it last week. But when an era where God is raising people who worship him in spirit and in truth, we talked about spirit last week and in truth essentially is worshiping God in conformity to his word. Because the word of God is the final standard of all things, right? Right? We talked about that in this house. Word of God we, we dealt about. We haven't finished. Remember? We're talking about worship dynamics. We're dealing with why we worship. And we start dealing with God is. And then we start establishing how you know that God exists. And we had that crazy time. And then we got to, we know he exists because his word says so. And then we start dealing with how do you know the word is true? And then that day we had, particularly she's not here. She preached the message, remember? So we need to continue that. I can't wait for release to come back to, to, to worship dynamics. But from that, against that premise, you know that the word of God is truth. Jesus praying in John 17, 17, says, sanctify them by thy truth. Thy word is truth, right? So the word of God is truth. Yes? The word of God is truth, right? John chapter 1, in the beginning was the word, and the word was God. What was with God and the word? was God. The same was in the beginning with God. Without him was nothing made that was made. In him was life. That life was the light of men. That light shines in darkness and darkness comprehended it not. Go on to verse 14. And the word became flesh and we beheld am I in the more sessions? We beheld will be held how come it doesn't read will be held its glory it says will be held his it's talking about the word first of all it's a capital W it says became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory the glory of the word right and then to make it clear who the word is, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Who is that? So who is the word? The Logos. So Jesus is the word. Right? Right? And John 17, 17 says, sanctify them by thy truth. Thy word is truth. So the word is truth. Right? And Jesus is the word. So Jesus is truth. John 14, 6. I am the way, the truth, and the light. No one cometh unto the Father except by me. So when Jesus says that they that must worship him, was worship him in spirit and in truth. 
and we have an understanding of what truth is. God is seeking them and worship Him in spirit and in truth. What conclusion can we then arrive at based on these scriptures I've just connected? Anybody? If truth is the word, the word is Christ, and Christ is truth, and Jesus says the Father wants you to worship him in truth. It means the Father wants us to worship him from the standpoint of Christ. Because Christ is the truth, because the truth is the word, and the word is Christ, so Christ is truth. Did anybody get that connection? So to worship, if Jesus says in John 14 that no man cometh to the Father except can you understand then John 4 when he says you worship in truth? You must, to worship God in a manner that is acceptable to him, you must come through the finished work, the person and the finished work of Christ. To subscribe to Christ is to subscribe to his word. So you cannot worship God in a manner that is contrary to his word. Talk to me now. You can't. All the practices that we have inculcated or introduced into worship that are not based... Listen, God is not doing anything that is not corroborated by his word. I know some of you are tired from the long worship session, but if there's two people that can help me preach this thing to, where are those people? Just show me. Yeah, I'll stay there and preach it to you. God is not doing anything that cannot be substantiated by his word. A miracle that cannot find its base in the word is baseless. I said in this house before that all things are spiritual because the spiritual governs the natural, but not all things are scriptural. All things are spiritual. Because the things that are seen are temporal. The things that are not seen are eternal. Everything in the natural is an outplay of what exists in the supernatural. The world that you can't see is more real than the world you can touch. Do you understand what I'm saying? That world was designed for you to operate in you and I. Philip was somewhere. And God cut him up. And he appeared before the Ethiopian eunuch. Right on cue when the guy was reading Isaiah, what he could not understand. Philip finished the, explaining Jesus to the guy. They got to water, baptized the eunuch, and immediately Philip disappeared. How do you explain that if not astral travel? How if not teleporting? How if not time travel? They locked the door securely for fear of the Romans. Jesus had appeared to the women. The men were afraid. The women were the ones that left men. Women, amen? Men were locked up in fear. Women went to go and embalm and check the tomb. Their love for the master couldn't keep them locked up like the men. So they were the first to encounter Jesus. And then they were there locked up. With the doors and windows locked, Jesus came through and appeared to them. The Bible says he stood in the midst of them. 
And he says, this thing shall you do because I go to the Father. In fact, greater things than this shall you do. We are just beginning to attempt to try to start to be Christians. The power that is available for us to walk in, we have not harnessed it yet. We have not. So God calls us to operate from the standpoint of the word. I said all things are spiritual, but not all things are scriptural. And whatever is not scriptural, you discard. Right? No matter how convincing it sounds. They that must worship the Father must worship him in conformity to God's word. Are you listening to what I'm saying? In spirit and in truth, in absolute conformity to God's word. Rejecting what the word of God cannot corroborate. No matter how it is dressed up. No matter how it is dressed up. Then we bring in these practices and fuse mysticism. And God is looking at us and he's like, these people worship me with their lips. As I but their hearts are far. But imagine if we had a church where everybody has a consciousness of who God is. If when we open our mouth to say, because of who you are, I give you glory. Isaiah starts and in verse chapter 3, 4, he's just dishing out woes at everybody. And in chapter 6, his uncle dies. He lifts up his eyes and he sees the Lord. The train of his robe fills the temple. The angels cry, holy. And he says, and I screamed, woe is me. He was woeing other people till he encountered God. Woe is me, fam. I'm undone. I'm a man of unclean names. You cannot encounter God and stay the way you are. It's not possible. Yeah. The reason why we are occupying pews in church is because we have no encounter of God. The word gnosis, the G, is silent. Gnosis, but spe- or pronounced gnosis, is a word that depicts experiential knowledge of. That's the word from which you get diagnosis, to figure out something from what you, or epignosis, to come into the understanding of something, or prognosis, to be able to suggest how a thing will end, right? It's all the word for knowledge. And that word epignosis in the Greek is what signifies an experiential knowledge of God. So when you see, scripture says in, in the Old Testament, and Adam knew his wife. It wasn't an Adam just knew, Jennifer, how are you? And then a baby came. The new there is the Hebrew word yada, which means to have a, an intimate connection with. So when Daniel chapter 10 says, they that that's the same word, yada. They that come into intimate fusion with their God. They that operate with their God, I will teach this message here one day, it's in my book titled, The Bedroom Advantage. They that have a bedroom advantage with God. Time, I hate how time messes us up on Mondays. They that have an, a fusion with God, an intimate relationship with God, such that Abraham will say, God will say, can I do anything? Without first of all consulting my friend Abraham. God telling himself he's subject to a man's opinion. And then man is asking God, so if you find 50, 40, 35, 30, 20, 
10. God is waiting for a man to preach to him. Spoke to Moses as a man speaks to a friend. Face to face. They that worship the Father must worship him in spirit and truth. To worship God, you must have a deposit of God's word on your inside. As in your face, let's close this meeting, man. <laughs> I have to close that to let you guys go. <laughs> I'm just getting started. <laughs> I'm just getting started. I need to let you guys go. Apologies for starting late as well. We had a prayer meeting here in this church running from 5 to 6. So by the time we set up and everything, it was way past time. But let's, let's close. Let's close and let you guys and let you guys go home tonight. I can see my little darling in her school uniform, which means she's not gone home since morning. Um, but has this helped anybody? God wants a couple of people that will press into him. I said a while ago that if you're, as a worship leader, as a worshiper, if all your worship language is, you are the rose of Sharon, you are the lily of the valley, you are the bright and the morning star, you are the first and the last, the alpha, the beginning, the bright and the morning, yes, we know. First of all, you don't even know what those phrases mean. You don't know the context from which Christ derives those appellations. You are the balm in Gilead. How 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 we see the balm in Gilead? What happened in Gilead? Hello, he's the rose of Sharon. Where is Sharon? What does Sharon stand for? And why is the rose significant? That is when you're worshiping in truth. Is, is anybody hear what I just said? That's when you're worshiping in truth. Is the Alpha and Omega. Where, where is that in scripture? Where does it come from? It's the first and the last. Where does it come from? What's the context of it? First of all, let's start there. Understand the revelation behind your cliches. So you understand the context of the things, the cliches that you say. One, two, you put the word on your inside. When the Spirit of Truth comes, He will guide you into all truth. That's when your worship has meaning. That's when you worship God in spirit and in truth. That's when you open your mouth to sing a song and your body will respond to the revelation behind the song. Hello? If we need to remind you to lift your hands because the song says lift your hand, you are not a Christian. Hello? Did you hear what I just said? If we're singing, we lift our hands to the great I am. And if you're waiting for the worship leader to tell you to lift your hands before you, oh yes, that's what the song says. And then your hands are too heavy to stay up there because the hands are not being sustained by revelation. Am I speaking to anybody in this room tonight? The reason why your hands struggle to stay up in surrender to God is because they are not being... Listen, there's nobody. That's why lifting up your hands is a sign of punishment. Secondary school, primary school, hello. It's, it is, you, you cannot sustain it in your strength. It takes revelation to keep your hands up. It takes revelation. It takes revelation to keep your hands up. It takes revelation to you to, for your knees to hit the floor. It takes revelation to bring tears to your eyes. It takes revelation of who God really is, how much He means to you, how much you can see. That is when you're worshiping in spirit and in truth. Bow your head tonight. I don't know what you're going to tell Him. I, I'm struggling to close this meeting, but we have to close now, right now. I don't know what you're going to tell God, but just, just talk to Him. Help me to see you. 
for who you really are. Help me to see you in truth. 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 Help me to worship you in truth. Open the eyes of my heart, that the eyes of my understanding, Ephesians 1, 17, 18, be enlightened, that I may know the hope unto which I'm called. The riches of the glory of the inheritance in the saints. To what must I believe? Open my eyes to see. Open my eyes to see. my let my worship change let my worship change let my worship come from a place of understanding let my worship come from a place of understanding let my worship come from a place of understanding let my worship be fed with revelation of you hallelujah 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 I'm, I'm really struggling to end this meeting. Pastor Elvis, just come, come and say a prayer and just close this. Just, just close this with a prayer. Um, um, just, 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 just close it. Father, we thank you for the lives spawned. We thank you for the change that's happened in this meeting tonight. We thank you because the fog has been lifted. We thank you because perspectives have been changed. We thank you because he who has begun a new walk in our lives yes. will perfect it. We thank you because it does not yet appear yes, yes, what yes. we shall be. Yes. But the truth is, when we see you, yes. we are certain we will be like you. Yes, yes, God. <laughs> it does not yet appear what word you've spoken in our lives will come to pass. But we're certain that when the time comes in the fullness of time, we shall shine forth like light in darkness and darkness will not comprehend it lord we thank you we're glad because you have you have you have transformed us to 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 change the nations of the world we thank you thank you god. help us tonight to retain our identity help us tonight that as we leave this place we will not become someone else help us tonight that as we leave here we'll retain our identity in you that the light of God in us like Moses when he left your presence in the mountain. The Bible says the face of Moses shone the glory of the Lord. And men and women could see the radiation of your glory upon him. So shall it be for each of us in this meeting tonight that as we live here. As we encounter troubles, they will see the glory of the Lord. As we encounter the enemy, they will see the glory of the Lord shining forth. Your word said the path of the just is like a shining light that shines brighter and bright unto the perfect day. And they that come before you in Zion, they shall grow from strength to strength. Lord, we thank you tonight. Thank you, Father. Be thou exalted. Yes, Lord. And let your name alone be glorified in Jesus mighty will pray this concludes this message thank you for listening and we hope it has been a blessing to you for inquiries and further information please send us an email 
to info at the or visit our social media platforms.